welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about law enforcement issues and the news, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. Um, I don't know if he's going to last for the whole show or not. He's got some technical issues, but we have attorney uh, and former federal prosecutor Ward Mythaller. And we also have all retired this evening. We have Chief John Newman, Captain Brett Bartlett. We've got Lieutenant Randy Sutton, Corporal David DeGresta, and we have producer Will Stasser. So thanks, guys, for uh being on the show. Uh, also, we have as sponsors, Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TACTOTE.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. We are with the uh, NYPD now. So this is on PoliceMag and LawOfficer.com, NYPD officer beaten in the subway station by a teen suspect. This video has gone viral. It's been all over the news. So the Patrolman's Benevolent Association, so the PBA, but not the same PBA we have down here in Florida. It's a different one in New York. So, and that this is the one where uh, we've got what Patrick uh, Lynch um, is the president. So the union that represents nearly 50,000 active and retired NYPD officers, they tweeted a shocking video showing a 16 year old suspect beating officers after they confronted him for allegedly jumping the turnstile. So it repeatedly happened, or I'm sorry, reportedly happened on Saturday evening at the subway station in East Harlem. The 16 year old male became verbally aggressive for over three minutes with officers. The officers attempted to take him into custody. He begins to assault the officers. He's charged with assault on a police officer and other charges, but the PBA says the team was back on the streets in less than 24 hours. So now we hear from the president of the PBA, Patrick J. Lynch, and he says in a statement to Fox 5 New York, he says, if New Yorkers want to know why the chaos in the transit system is not improving more quickly, this is why. The criminals underground know they can get in a brawl, choke a cop, which actually happened in this case, and be back out in hours. Cops are putting ourselves on the line to make the subway safer, but we're feeling abandoned by a justice system that won't back us up. Wow. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, and we talked about this all last week too, but but another video, I mean, remember the one I put up, what, last week on YouTube, they got yanked down because we had kids with diapers and they're, you know, hitting cops in uniform and stuff, and YouTube didn't like it. Um, and, uh, and they yanked it down. I can't even, couldn't even put the picture up of it that, you know, Will, thanks for doing all that graphic work as they yanked it down. But, uh, any comments on this, uh, Corporal David? Yeah. Um, who saw this coming? Uh, I'm not sure what is left of street patrol in New York. Um, you start hearing, you're hearing all sorts of stories coming out, coming from people that have gone there to visited uh, at the risk of their own lives. And, and they're, they're saying how absolutely horrific it is on the streets there. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do to get it back, but it's going to take a long, but it's going to take a long time, uh, for police officers to start being cops again, because they're, they're not now. Lieutenant. Thanks. Thanks. So, um, when he was getting arraigned, this little punk, uh, asked the judge, can I press charges on him now? Our world has become insane. And uh, Bragg, the district attorney, actually came out publicly to defend his office's position in releasing this turd. Um, he was, by the way, he also has an extensive criminal history for robbery and gun possession, which he also uh, was released immediately for. So once again, the, uh, the, the district attorney in New York 
is responsible for this turnstile justice system that we are seeing. And it is absolutely, it, it, words don't even, don't even uh, make any sense here when you're talking about what's going on in New York City. And the mayor, by the way, Adams, he's about as useless as breasts on a boar hog. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of, well, never mind. Uh, Captain, you're up. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> um, I have a condition. So, you know, it's, it's not enough now that, you know, any policeman who has any sense just won't try to make an arrest. Now all the people are attacking the cops who are just not doing anything. I mean, so we've gone from aggressive police doing police work to not doing any police work and just trying to avoid trouble. And now the trouble is coming to them. I don't know what's next. Well, uh, all good commentary. Chief John, did you want to close us out on this one? I think with the article we're going to talk about perhaps tonight on New Orleans, you know, when you're holding calls for two or three hours, it, it, there's no there's no self-initiated policing, policing. There's no strategy here. If you remember correct, on the broken windows theory, you know, the jumping of the subway, you know, turnstiles and really getting into those simple crimes is really what made people want to go back to the subways again. It was a it was a cornerstone of Bratton's, you know, broken windows, uh, zero tolerance crime. And we know it works. But, you know, when you have you have if you either have something like this, because I'm not seeing anything on bail reform. Everyone's complaining about it, but we're not seeing any movement on overturning it. That New York governor surely is not overturning it, which is amazing. But she lives in Albany, which is about the size of Temple Terrace, for God's sakes, right? So she doesn't feel the crime down there. But, you know, and we're hearing horrible stories. So you can't say, oh, well, sooner or later, it's going to happen to someone that you know or love. Probably already has. But until we see bail reform getting reversed, because it makes no sense, until we see people having to be held accountable for these quality of life crimes, I don't know when it's going to stop. Oh, you're right. Quality of life crimes. Very good. Well, thanks, guys. Excellent commentary. You know, I, I love the main topics that we're covering uh, today. And uh, our next one here, it's on policetribune.com. <laughs> you guys are going to love this. Uh, D.C. Mayor says busloads of migrants arriving from Texas and Arizona are, quote, humanitarian crisis, unquote. Isn't that great? So that, crazy. This has been all over the news. Randy, I'm watching your face. It's making me smile. I love, I love, I, I love watching the news today. Um, it, I should say these days because of stuff like this. So we're in Washington, D.C. now. The mayor of the nation's capital said the city has hit a tipping point and needs the federal government to step in and deal with the, quote, humanitarian crisis of thousands of illegal immigrants arriving by the busload daily from Texas and Arizona. So Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced in April that his state would start sending the migrants who entered the U.S. illegally across its border to sanctuary cities like the nation's capital so that liberal Democrats who supported allowing them to stay in the country could be the ones to deal with them. So uh, I've got 15 seconds, but here's a quote saying, thanks to the state of Texas, uh, President Biden will be able to immediately meet the needs of migrants he's allowing to cross their border by busing them to his backyard. Abbott said this in a statement. Um, look, commercial break, we'll continue this in just one second. No, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. 
GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com, it's the first and only company to offer a step-by-step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like Captain Brett Bartlett here. They provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy. And their training is also approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that Leos need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. You can start the day with online training or register to attend a live seminar. You can also get free, for your, get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. You know, this quote that I'm taking uh, from Governor Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, you know, he made this after 10 buses full of illegal immigrants were unloaded in D.C., District of Columbia. And he continues by saying the Biden administration failed efforts to secure the border, that they were appalling. And he said that by busing migrants to Washington, D.C., Texas is sending a clear message. We should not have to bear the burden of the federal government's inaction to secure the border. And the Lone Star State will do whatever it takes to keep Texans safe. Now, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser um, has uh, championed accepting migrants into the United States while they enter the country illegally, but she was not expecting those thousands of illegal immigrants to be sent to her city from Texas and Arizona. So after more than then three months of buses arriving near Union Station at Capitol Hill, uh, Bowser wants the federal government to intervene, according to WRC. More than 4,000 illegal immigrants have been unloaded from buses in D.C. so far, and she thinks well, that she needs help from the D.C. National Guard in order to manage them. But so far, she has not gotten approval to use the guardsmen, despite her pleas to use them. Wow. I see David. Everybody's shaking their head, smiling. Chief Newman, we've got uh, almost nine minutes. And we're going to end whatever topic we're talking about at the end of the nine minutes. We'll end the first half of the show on that note, and we'll pick up the second. Can, we, can, lost can, it, right? we, we lost karma the first is, half of that. Go ahead. Karma, karma is awesome, right? I, I like the fact that they're complaining. Meanwhile, in Eagle Pass, which, you know, is not nearly a tenth the size of D.C. They've been living with this for two years down in South Texas. But look what they do out in California, though, the biggest county in the country. They job even if you're illegal. So they normalize illegal immigrants by providing them normal channels that legal immigrants normally could only access or citizens. And so it's just one more step after this one. So we bust them back to D.C., we bust them to Philadelphia, to these big cities. They complain, but then you have other big cities that are normalizing the way the illegals are gaining government access. And it's just a broken system that somebody has to fix. But these people didn't care about it, so they started getting off the buses at Union Station. I mean, imagine a small town like Eagle Pass having to deal with the large numbers, two million so far this year, that have come across the border. Could you imagine policing that neighborhood or policing that community? So, you know, they're bringing it up to the big cities to make a point, and now suddenly they're crying foul, which I kind of enjoy, but it still doesn't fix the darn problem. Gotta do something about the immigration problem, period, the end. Thanks, Chief. Captain Brett. A uh, couple of things. First, if they keep saying diversity is our strength, well, let's make them stronger, bring them out there. These are sanctuary cities. Why not take them there? It just makes sense. I saw in Tucker Carlson nut, he says, why don't we start sending busloads to Martha's Vineyard and sending busloads to Aspen, Colorado, and all these other rich, white, democratic enclaves and just see how the hell they like it. 
Y'all, I would wet my pants with glee. Well, with glee. I mean, it happens anyway. But with glee, it's just the funniest thing. Oh, Bali, you're you're such an idiot. You, and then they're going to call out the guard. What if Trump had called out the guard? They would have lost their minds. And they're not guardsmen. They're guards persons. We need to be very careful about that. I oh, love it. Yeah. Persons, and, and, persons and of and, guard. And and now just to, to add a little bit extra on top of that, what's he what's uh, Brandon is now um, putting up more of the wall, filling in some gaps in the wall when he, that he said he would never do. <laughs> more hilarity ensues. Yep. Yes, he is. All right. Uh, you don't miss much. Lieutenant Randy. So I don't know if you saw the statement from the National Guard um, after they got this request, but it was basically the National Guard said, uh, by the way, um, we don't have anybody. <laughs> We're not coming. Seriously, I had not heard that. I, I heard that yeah. she was waiting for authorization above the guard level, but so interesting. They, they said they don't – They. They said that they don't have the people to do it, so uh, they're not coming. Well, yeah, last time they got hooked for being down in D.C. Um, after, you know, uh, January 6th, what they got, I mean, they were what they were stuck in in uh, parking lots and uh, yeah. and uh, structures yeah. and for months. I mean, they got they didn't, hosed. They didn't feed them. They, they made them sleep in the in the on the cement. Oh, yeah. They treated them really well. Yeah. So, yeah thank, thanks for your service. So good, good for the guard. At least someone, whoever's in charge, has got some stones over there. So good for them. Um, if there's nobody else on this, let's uh, let's go to um, another one here. And uh, yeah, this is going to be an update article. It's on policemag.com. So we have a Pennsylvania trooper um, who's been shot, but citizens render aid and they help detain the gunman. He and other Good Samaritans didn't hesitate to help state trooper Johnny Schooley, who had been shot. The cell phone video shows them using the shirts off their backs to create a tourniquet on the trooper's leg as he was losing a lot of blood. And there was a video released uh, today or yesterday on this that, I, um, that producer Will will um, include in the links. But So we've got this Pennsylvania state police trooper shot in the leg early Friday morning when he and another trooper responded to a disturbance where... I guess they noticed the disturbance at a convenience store uh, while they're on patrol. So bystanders entered, uh, I guess, rendered aid to the wounded trooper, and they assisted the other trooper in going 1015 and arresting the gunman. So troopers approached the suspect who runs into the store. They exit the patrol cars, enter the mini mart. And as soon as they enter this mini mart, they encounter a male subject who is armed, and he immediately fires on the troopers. He strikes the one guy, one trooper in the leg. Suspect was then taken into custody by the other trooper, as well as the patrons in the store, and our bad guy, Damian Ray Bradford. You know, the bad guys, they always have three names, so uh, that's the way that went down. But it's nice to see stuff like this go down and to get the publicity because we always have people, even on our YouTube channel, uh, that say that, haven't you guys got the message on why the citizens hate you and they don't support you? They don't love you. And this, I just take stuff like this and I rub it in their face. Lieutenant Randy. So I, I was a little confused about this one. Did, did I read properly when I, when I got from this, that they deployed a taser against a guy with a gun? I, I didn't see that. Did anybody else get that from, or, or did I, make that up somehow at least in this article there was no mention of a uh of a, of a taser um that i remember and i just i just when i just read i was reading and putting in my own words from the article itself when i just did the uh the synopsis so i, I didn't see anything about a taser in there but it might be a different might be a different one of course it wouldn't be unusual for leo's to use a taser in a deadly force situation you know we all know that so 
So if there's nobody else, I'll uh, we'll hop on to our next one here then. So we got a video, and it is, uh, I think we've got time uh, for this one. Well, we'll do it quick. It's on YouTube. This is Butter, our favorite channel. It's also covered on lawofficer.com. Dallas police, they released body cam surveillance uh, video footage of the Love Field shooting. And that she was going to blow up the airport and then pulls a handgun from her sweatshirt. In a lobby full of people, Odafua puts her gun toward the ceiling. Dallas police say she fired multiple rounds. People scatter, run, and duck, crawling for cover. Dallas police officer Ronald Cronin was already approaching her before she pulled out the gun. Police say she shot toward him and a bystander. But within seconds, he found cover and fired back, shooting the suspect several times. You're with me. Can you hear me? Sorry, got evidence coming, okay? What is your name? Police say Odafua was taken to the hospital where she had surgery and is stable. As for the gun she had. She was prohibited and, and got a firearm from somebody. DPD and the FBI are both investigating, understanding her criminal history, which includes a bank robbery and arson. They say Officer Cronin's actions saved lives that day. So I'll make this quick so we can talk about it. Uh, so Dallas Police press conference Tuesday afternoon. It's a reference to the Lovefield shooting. They have surveillance camera and body cam footage of the airport. Portia Odufawa, the police identified her as the shooter. She's seen up for a surveillance footage. She enters the airport, goes into the bathroom. That's not on a video, by the way. She comes out. She stands at the ticket counter before she produces a gun and starts firing shots in the air. So police can be seen on camera instantly responding to the shots. They shoot at and disarm her when she's hit. Officers can then be seen moving in and handcuffing her. An official said that she has undergone surgery for her injuries. There were three shell casings from the gun used uh, at the scene that they recovered. She's confirmed they have shot the weapon three times, and the officer shot eight or nine times, and he hit her multiple times. Doesn't say how many, though. Uh, she's been charged with aggravated assault of a peace officer, and there's more federal charges likely. And uh, she was suspended from owning a firearm in 2018 due to previous convictions, and the origins of the weapon are unknown, but just another argument for if you ban bad guys from having guns, guess what? They're bad guys. They're going to get a hold of them because they're going to break, be willing to break the law to get them. Corporate yeah, David. so shut up, shut up, Chip. You're talking too much. Um, the um, the Number one, the, the officer that, that shot her had his eye on her from the beginning and was moving in on her when she produced the gun. He takes cover behind a kiosk, puts rounds on target, although he did put two into the kiosk. The innocent kiosk gets, gets shot twice, but that's fine. He was, he was looking at his target. Put the, put the bad guy down. All that set aside very well done in that regard the police chief the police chief dallas police chief comes on and says i would give him a medal right now in front of you if, if it had been an appropriate time to do it and for that i say it's about time that's what police chiefs and leaders need to do is stand up and tell the public that our police officers are doing this properly this is how it's done and that police chief did the right thing and was an applaud to him for standing up and saying that good job on the cops part good job on the police chief's part for standing up and said i'd, I'd give him a medal right now excellent yeah we don't see that enough do we uh we got 45 40 seconds guys before the end of uh the first half of the show other comments chief john i mean I look at the amount of people that were in that you know the ticket waiting area i mean he you, you're right dave he he was tracking her i have no idea what what it she did for him to you know his, to get his attention but he was, he was tracking, there's no doubt about it. And he just took care of business. I mean, you know, that kiosk probably got real small, real fast, but uh, I, I think he's a hero and they should have given him damn metal right then and there. I just, you know, it's about damn time, like you said, but 
good for him. That guy saved lives that day. No doubt about it. Thanks to the panel for being here, guys. Uh, another another great show. And uh, look, our sponsors, Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TAC-Tote.com. And look, Bang Energy for fueling us. That allows me to talk this fast. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. Also, MVS and FLG Man for supporting the show. Thank you.